Great. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the third installment of TCC Chat 2020. Where are the jobs where we have a conversation with our professional in our community from various fields and industry? I am one. I'm AJ. We are your hosts as usual. So uh, for the third session, we have our professional, Anche Alwi Hafiz. Hi, Anche Alwi. Hi. Great. Thank you so much for uh, your willingness to join us uh, today. My pleasure. Yeah. For those of you uh, who do not know Anche Alwi, let me just give you a quick introduction. Uh, so he graduated from NUS as an electrical engineer. Uh, he had a pretty varied career starting off in a consulting firm and then spending 18 years in HP starting as an engineer and then ending his stint there as the director of operation for uh, HP consulting for Asia Pacific and Japan. And he then took a role as the uh, managing director for BSI in the Southeast Asia until he left in 2013 to be uh, retained as sustainability advisor for Golden Verulium Liberia while starting up some businesses in tech and also a small VC fund with some friends. He also actively serving uh, as a board member of various companies, statutory boards and also non-profit organizations. He of course joined us since our first inception in 2018 as uh, one of our speakers. So uh, without further ado, let's jump into the conversation. Uh, and Shelby, uh, the youth listen about sustainability. It sounds very cool. What exactly do you do in this sustainability oh. area? Okay, so, uh, yeah, as you say, uh, sustainability seems to be a very uh, much used uh, term right now. In exactly. Fact, one of my friends, an architect, uh, actually says it's probably the most uh, misused uh, uh, term yeah, in, the, in the industry. Everybody wants to be sustainable, wants to be seen as sustainable and so on. Now, uh, what I do personally is actually a very small part of it. I actually work uh, for a palm oil company. So many of you probably will think immediately that palm oil and sustainability don't go together. But exactly. the, fact of, the fact of the matter is that palm oil is a very important commodity. It's found in many, many products uh, which we use daily. It is probably, not probably, it is the most uh, highest, highest yield vegetable oil on the planet. So if you replace palm oil with some other vegetable oil, you'll actually be using much more land uh, to get the same amount of oils, for example. So the key thing is to make sure that this commodity is sustainable, sustainability grown, processed and all that. So that, that actually takes up uh, quite a bit of what I do. Uh, I, one of my role is actually to try and ensure that uh, our operations are sustainable from an environmental standpoint as well as a social standpoint. Yeah? And how, the way we do that uh, is actually to ensure compliance uh, to a standard call uh, or set by this uh, roundtable for sustainable palm oil. Right? Uh, in, a, in a nutshell, that's, that's what I do. And, and how did you, because you graduated as an engineer, how did you go from <laughs> engineering into something that's so cool like sustainability? Well, you can say I almost uh, stumbled into it uh, in, when I joined BSI. BSI is actually a product testing and certification uh, organization and company, right? So uh, my role was to actually build up the business uh, in Southeast Asia. And uh, we were approached uh, at that time by 
uh, RSPO, uh, the founding members for RSPO, Roundtable for Sustainable Farm, all they wanted a professional body to actually be able to come in and assess the sustainability of that commodity. That's how I stumbled into this whole area of sustainability, right? So I became very intrigued uh, in this area uh, and also I felt that it was a very important uh, field uh, and therefore I delved a little bit more deeper into it. I got involved personally into some projects uh, uh, and the most memorable one was actually when uh, we were called in to, to, uh, to assess uh, the uh, validity of some claims made by Greenpeace uh, uh, to a certain company uh, which caused uh, major buyers to actually stop uh, buying from the company. So uh, the company approached us together with the, uh, the advice of the buyers as well to verify uh, these claims by Greenpeace, right? Uh, and we found in the end that actually out of 10 claims, five were valid, five were, you know, uh, not substantiated. Uh, and that, you know, sort of like showed me, you know, that things are not so black and white out there, right? So that, and the best way to actually address the problem of sustainability is to get facts and actually address the issues. Yeah. Uh, so well, sorry, a long answer to a question, but you know that's how I stumbled upon it, and therefore I became. Uh, thereafter, I was retained uh, by one of my clients to actually help them uh, in their operations in Africa and then uh, Indonesia as well. Was it already a cool word back then? Because I think nowadays, youth sustainability, we're quite familiar with it. But when you started into this area, I mean, is it, I mean, are, are people of your generation already familiar with this kind of thing or is it starting up? Oh, well, I think it, 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 is, it is known. Uh, however, I think uh, the, uh, I mean, it's not generally, uh, it's known in certain uh, uh, industries and all that. Huh? Uh, but it's not a very commonly, uh, 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 it, it wasn't very common, I mean, so to speak, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. At that time, this was more than 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. But I think uh, today, sustainability, I mean, in every company, we, we could find a sustainability officer, especially as a big, big company. Um, and, and how do you manage with uh, your involvement uh, with the businesses uh, and also the entrepreneurs uh, in a VC? How, how do you balance both? Okay, so, so, you know, this is uh, something which uh, was quite lucky. Eh? Uh, when I actually left the BSI to actually do a startup, tech startup, uh, but when one of my clients, major clients found out, they actually proposed that I spend half my time uh, helping them out, uh, being retained as an advisor, uh, and then I can spend half of my time working on my other projects, uh, including the tech startup and all that. So uh, it was an ideal situation. On one hand, I get paid a salary while doing a, uh, my own business. Uh, and that arrangement actually uh, carried on until I was asked to, to do more. So now I spend about 80-90% of my time on my job, an actual job, paid job. And then the rest, uh, I, I, I spend on uh, a couple of things, including uh, the VC fund, which was started with uh, a number of partners. Yeah. So uh, I have a flexible working arrangement, uh, so that allows me to to actually focus on a number of things besides my job. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, um, maybe you can share uh, a bit like when you were toggling with the two of them, or when you were managing like 
your your startup as well as reti being retained as a as a mentor uh, how do you manage both was it very difficult was it like how how was it like um actually no in, in fact uh, it wasn't difficult at all uh, and Maybe the working hours help because uh, uh, my my main activity at that time as an advisor was to uh, the clients' operations in Africa. So my African colleagues generally start work uh, 4 p.m. our time, which is about 8 a.m. their time, right? So uh, I have quite a number of hours where I can you know flexibly focus on other things as well. Yeah, so to me, it's, uh, it's fortunate that it happened that way. But even if, uh, if they were working in the same time zone as me, I think it's just a matter of uh, uh, you know, understanding what needs to be done. I think nowadays, you don't have to be physically present anywhere to do your job. As we see today, right? Many people are working from home and all that. So you can actually easily quite a toggle between a couple of assignments uh, or potentially even jobs uh, as long as there's an understanding with your employer. Right? So I think for me, it wasn't an issue. In fact, it, I enjoyed the, the variety of things you know, rather than being uh, stuck to one, one job or one role. I think that's uh, something which I treasure. Yeah. Yeah. How would you say uh, this COVID-19 outbreak that you know, takes us uh, unprecedentedly affects your, your work, both in your sustainability field and also in your VC field? Okay, so... So I think uh, clearly uh, this is a very challenging situation, and I think uh, uh, the the biggest biggest issue is really the impact on the global economy as a whole. So it's it's actually impact, impact, impacting many many uh, organizations, uh, almost everyone, yeah? uh, if not immediately, potentially in the future. Yeah. So similar to us uh, in 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 my uh, sustainability role. Um, although we we are we are dealing with a commodity which is uh, considered as essential, and therefore the market is still there, the demand is still there. However, you know the uh, prices uh, may actually go down because of the economic situation. Uh, demand might actually not be as high as usual, and all that. So yeah, it does. It, there is an impact, obviously. Um, uh, fortunately for us, uh, you know, we've. Uh, We've had not uh, been forced to scale back our operations and so on, so people still have jobs, so which is good. Uh, uh, in terms of working arrangements, me and my colleagues, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, even though we don't have to go to the office, uh, you know, we are able to do our work from home. Uh, we have daily uh, catch-ups uh, via Zoom uh, and and those kind of things. So I think it's fine. Um, from a from my other role, for example, in my involvement with the VC, I mean, it's very clear that uh, uh, whereas the COVID situation has also shown that technology is important, eh? is IT, for example, infrastructure as well as applications and all that are important for us to help overcome the situation in terms of trying to lead a normal life. Uh, but clearly, uh, you know, it is very challenging to some startups, for example, who are not well-funded, right? So temporary dip in business, so they are unable to actually maintain the operations, they close down. So we see that happening to quite a number of companies, even though they have promising technology and all that. So it's a pity. Uh, but the more well-funded firms obviously are still okay. Yeah. So it remains to be seen what is a longer-term impact. Uh, but 
clearly there is uh, impact. At the same time, as mentioned, yeah, it actually uh, raises opportunity as well, right? Uh, for example, technology, you know, uh, clearly everybody now understands that it is important for us to have the necessary infrastructure, uh, you know, uh, the next time this happens, right? Uh, so, so I think all these things uh, potentially may, may, may actually uh, create some opportunities as well, yeah. Okay, so Chi Awi, you mentioned about like SMEs starting up and everything. Maybe you could share with us what about those, uh, let's say, entrepreneurs who would like to start up, like to start something after this situation. What advice would you give them? Um, well, so I think one of the lessons which COVID has taught us is that, you know, uh, there, there is a clear uh, gulf uh, between what is essential. Uh, and necessary versus what is uh, uh, you know maybe uh, a want and not a need. Uh, so I think uh, uh, any startup out there should should actually or, or potential entrepreneurs who wants to set up something, uh, you know might might take, want to take this into consideration, right? That uh, what you do uh, uh, obviously should add value, but uh, the question is whether how essential it is, right? Can it actually survive uh, a situation like what we are seeing now, which actually potentially might happen again, right? Uh, or can it even thrive in such a situation, which we see some some companies uh, actually uh, experiencing? Like for example, we are using Zoom right now, right? For this interview, I think their shares skyrocketed uh, because of the situation. So I think. Uh, uh, Essentially, the to me the question is to really question yourself uh, the value of what you are bringing to the market, uh, how resilient it would be uh, facing uncertain situation, and finally, thing is that or or access to funding which will enable you to actually see through the expected, uh, you know. Uh, problems which may arise in your journey. Yeah, I think those are the few things you have to consider. Yeah, yeah. So would you say that more and more entrepreneurs now uh, are going digital because of this, I think? Well, um, I think clearly there is, uh, there, I mean, that is one of the areas which we see a lot of uh, people going into and an and, and, and area which there is a lot of opportunity as well. But maybe because that is the focus of our VC, we actually focus on technology startups uh, yeah. rather than anything uh, else, right? Uh, but I'm sure there are opportunities in brick and mortar businesses as well. Uh, you know, uh, so so I think really, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, opportunities actually are always there. Uh, it's a matter of uh, seeing them and then uh, taking action. Yeah, so yeah. So, but certainly, IT digital uh, economy is something which there are tremendous opportunity. I mean, that's that's very clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what do you say, uh, Alwi, for young graduates um, who are graduating this year, or young professionals who are you know moving into a new job this year? Because I think uh, to quote you here, you say, "Tie your camel and trust in God." I think it's about. Um, <laughs> It's about readiness, right? I mean, TCC is also about career preparedness um, so that we are more future ready. But this is the time that no one is expecting. Uh, this is the first time for us youth, not like we are the 
war generation or even when the financial crisis happened, we were still young. So now that we are working and we experience this kind of tragedy face to face. So what do you say to them who are graduating this year uh, or who are looking for a job this year? Um, what, what would you say to the youth? Well, um, honestly, I think everyone realizes that it's going to be a difficult uh, year for graduates, right? I think that's, that's going to be expected. Um, my my advice would be yeah, that, uh, you know, at this point in time, uh, don't just look at uh, what what you, you know, your longer term plans, what you want to do and all that. Uh, uh, and look at what's available, right? Sometimes it might not actually fit in very nicely uh, to what you see yourself doing and all that. But, you know, based on exp my experience, right? You know, I've, 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 I've been working for more than 30 years. Uh, opportunities come uh, when you actually meet people uh, when you actually, you know, develop a personal branding of yourself and all that, even in fields which are totally not related or you don't plan to go into. So my my advice is that, uh, you know, uh, uh, perhaps this is not the time to be so selective, right? Uh, you know, if, if uh, there is an opportunity, uh, take it and make the best out of it, right? And, you know, even if it's an internship or whatever, you know, some of these things uh, will actually develop uh, into you know, potential careers and all that, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let me just ask the floor. For those of you who have joined, thank you so much. If you have any questions, we are open to the floor. If you have any questions, feel free to raise your hands. Or if let's say you're a bit shy, uh, you can also drop the questions in the chat box and we will uh, direct it back to Chiao. Yeah. Yep, yep. For those of you who have joined, uh, we have uh, Alwi Hafiz with us uh, today. We have been talking about, uh, of course, his career journey from an engineer to become uh, someone in the sustainability space, something that's very cool nowadays for those youth, and also his experience when it comes to the VC side. So we were talking about some of the challenges, Alwi, earlier on, on uh, how this COVID-19 outbreak impact the current work that you do, and what would you say to the youth who are, you know, facing the... the, the the kind of challenges they face as they look for a new job. Um, what would you say to them um, for those who want to be in that sustainability space that you are in right now? Uh, at this point of time, what, what kind of skills do you think is necessary? Not just those who are from engineer background. I think sustainability is something that is multidisciplinary. Like you can come from all different kind of uh, fields and then enter sustainability. What, 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 what's the plan for us to get into the thing that you do now? Well, uh, like I mentioned just now, personally for me, I stumbled into this, right? Uh, uh, but I think for someone who actually wants to go into sustainability, it's actually a very, very broad uh, area, right? So I think you have probably to ask yourself uh, what aspect of uh, sustainability you want to get into. So just to give you an example, right? Uh, you know, uh, uh, opportunities uh, can range from uh, being in the NGO area where essentially your your role is uh, is activism right to actually uh, you know look out for for ways and means to actually put the message out there uh, you know gather support and then uh, make change happen for example so that could be one area and if that's the case then certainly you know you might want to actually look at the likes of uh, the environmental or social NGOs 
uh, who are into this area, right? Uh, and uh, and you know, and then have a dialogue with them. But there are other areas uh, in sustainability uh, on the corporate side. Uh, you know, uh, as you indicated just now, uh, many organizations uh, have begun to set up uh, departments to look at sustainability, essentially uh, to to ensure that their operations are sustainable and all that. So, uh, as you also mentioned, uh, there is no strict uh, uh, entry criteria into this uh, into this field. Uh, but you might want to do your homework. Uh, you know, for example. Clearly, you must understand what the United Nations uh, SDG, the Sustainable Development Goals. I mean, if I were an interviewer, I mean, that's the first thing I would ask, right? Do you know what the SDGs are? And then, you know, and, and so on and so forth, right? So do a bit of uh, work. Uh, there are online courses uh, which you can take to, to actually develop a little bit of uh, more specialized understanding and all that. So I think uh, that kind of preparation would be would be interesting and relevant, especially since there are no or very few specialized courses in sustainability in university, for example, right? Um, and the other thing is, as I mentioned, like, do your homework. Which kind, which part of the field you're going to? On the corporate side, on the NGO side, or in the banking side, where uh, banks are also looking for 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 such people to ensure that their clients, the people they lend to. Uh, you know, uh, have operations which are sustainable, who will not lead them to be criticized for lending into, for example, a dirty business and so on, right? So, in a nutshell, uh, uh, decide uh, which 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 part of the field you want to go into. Do a bit of homework, and then uh, prepare yourself by uh, by uh, getting yourself uh, uh, what do you call it uh, up to speed. Uh, on the industry terminology, uh, and uh, you know, uh, and you can do this by by doing some um, online courses. I think there are quite a number of them. Yeah, yeah. Do we, need to be, do we need to be um, really care about the environment to be a good sustainability person? Well, I honestly think it helps. Yeah, uh, and if I were an interviewer trying to interview someone or trying to hire someone. I would be looking for that as well. Okay. When you are passionate about something, and it's not just sustainability. I mean, in any field, uh, I mean, if you're passionate about that area, I mean, it will, it will show number one, and it will help help you uh, land the ruler, especially if you're competing with a hundred other people for the same same job. Great, great, great. So all of the environmental friendlies uh, <laughs> uh, youth would be interested to, to hear that. Great. Uh, my last question, uh, Alwi, uh, since uh, AJ, do we have any questions on the floor? Uh, if not, I, I'll proceed uh, to, to my last question on, uh, because you mentioned earlier on about, you know, I think youth need to find out what's available out there and then just uh, take it up for the, for the meantime. Are you aware of some available opportunities or platforms uh, existing uh, now that, you know, the youth can venture into if they are interested into um, sustainability or maybe some some entrepreneurship stuff yeah so uh, i would uh, i would suggest right uh, the perhaps the corporations uh, at this point in time are the best place to look right? because the, the larger companies they are probably in a better position uh, to 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 hire right uh, 
either interns or actual positions. So uh, I would point to uh, companies, uh, for example, people we deal with are the big, uh, 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 you know, uh, I call it PCG, a package consumer goods people like Unilever, Procter and Gamble, and all that. I think sustainability is a very key area for them. Uh, the, I'm not sure whether they are still hiring at this point in time, but I do think that or we do observe that uh, uh, these organizations take sustainability quite seriously and actually have a, quite a strong team. So we might want to look that direction. Uh, uh, banks, as I mentioned, uh, also hire uh, 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 or begin or beginning to hire in this space. So that's another another area as well, right? Uh, so my I don't know of specific opportunities, for example, but I believe uh, these are the broad areas you might want to actually explore. Yeah. Great, great. Thank you so much, Shalwi. Uh, and what, what's your what's your greeting for uh, the Raya, the coming Raya? Maybe if we close with your Raya greeting, how can we have a sustainable Raya? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think uh, uh, this year at least we are forced to be. To be as such, right? Because you know, less uh, less traveling and less visiting and all that. But I think the the best uh, greeting is still our traditional greeting: Selamat Hari Raya, Maaf Zahid dan Batin. Selamat Hari Raya, everyone, and Hi that's Raya. it. That uh, concludes our third session with Encik uh, Alwi Hafiz. For those of you, stay in touch with our Instagram at tertiary.cc, tertiary.cc. See you guys next time. Bye bye. Thank you. Thanks bye, for having thank me. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.